You. Boom, 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 boom. We discussed this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you won't be lonely. Yeah, we definitely discussed (laughs) not doing that. And you did it. You did it, man. I just, someone's got to look out for young. Young Bone out there, and uh, I'm worried that he's lonely. I'm worried that he's having a bad time. He has a lot of teammates that experience <laughs> some similar things <laughs> that he did. I'm sure he has some people to get him through that. <laughs> but in case you didn't know, uh, my name is Russell, a former mediocre basketball player, and I'm here with my boy Greg. An avowed communist. Yes, and we are here for the third episode of Two Grumpy Cats. Where we talk about Kentucky basketball in a uh, very ridiculous fashion. Yeah. Um, so we're just sitting here taking a look after the the game last night, Tennessee uh, game. Cats get the victory, eighty six to sixty nine. And I really was looking for it to be a battle of the titans, man. Yeah. Like, all the way into the final moments, and we really just didn't allow that to happen. I guess that's what happens when you go all season. Uh... Playing like, you know, putting like thirty on Arkansas or whatever, and then they uh, play. They beat Gonzaga. Okay. They beat Gonzaga. Um, I don't feel like that was too much of a great. Yeah, I mean, like I just you know, like in the first thirty days of these of like the Cats ever playing basketball, they're playing Duke, Kansas, North Carolina. Uh, this is the first thirty days, but we have played. We do play. I think our schedule has to be the number one schedule this year. Yeah, it was incredibly difficult. I mean, opening up with that. I mean, let's not reflect too much on this. On this uh, yeah, Duke game, we're, we're but done uh, with the Duke game. We're done with the Duke game. But like I said, man, like just really thought it was going to be a uh, a battle to the end. And within the first four minutes of that second half, we were only up six, thirty-seven, thirty-one and a half. It's already pushed to a twenty-point margin at 51 to 31 so at that point I feel like Tennessee really couldn't couldn't recover from that especially at the moment in which we went up like that yeah um and yeah there was just no real coming back from uh, you know that kind of um drubbing um which is good to see um I mean we you know PJ just in classic fashion, um, completely unstoppable. Um, Tyler Hero with the the double double. Um, We're not. I'm not feeling that double double. <laughs> right. Yeah. The. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 15 points on three of 11 shooting, <laughs> eight for nine from the free throw line, and just a. Mixtape of missed fast break opportunity. <laughs> like that's what I want to talk about right now is the Tyler Heroes High School mixtape was a fraud. <laughs> it was a fraud, it's, and I'm angry. I watched that I think this summer, this past summer, and Tyler Hero. If you guys get a chance, check it out. It's, there's a group called Overtime, and they do some cast, and, and of course they have the market cornered on SoundClick beats. Um, so definitely got a lot of beats on there. 
That's one of my like, favorite things. It's like, <laughs> what kind of contract is done between these internet beat makers and high school mixtapes? Like, they're locked in for like a 10 year contract, man. There's not a high school mixtape that does not have right. a, a, a chill beat place to right. it or some sort of up tempo banger, as right. they would call it. Right. They're on Ball is Life. They're on Life is Ball. They're on Ball's Life. Um, they're life's Ball. Life's Ball. Like, literally, any service has an in house beat maker <laughs> who turns out 375 beats. But, man, check this video out. Like I said, it's on overtime. And Tyler Hero is coming out. He's driving the lane, <laughs> he's flying through right. the air to finish at the rim. And I have not seen him even get close right. to that this year. I mean, there's a lot of things he does. He's driving the paint, doing step backs, doing a lot of mid-range things. But those high school mixtapes, man, they are a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, what's great about Tyler Hero's mixtape is that like, when you watch it now at this point in the season, you realize, oh, wait, they... They showed him driving there, and then they just cut the they just cut the tape. Huh? Oh, interesting. It was a little. It was a good drive. He had his he had his eyes up. And that's all we need to see in that drive. Right. But, but yeah, man, like PJ's hook mastery oh, is something to watch. Nine for twelve, and I think seven of those were just straight like back down. Right. Turn over the shoulder hook shot. And it's just great to see PJ doing that and just continuing the streak of being a beast, man. Yeah. No, he's really stepping into into his own. Um Reed sort of quiet in the in the first half, uh, yeah. a little bit disconcerting, and then the second half just uh, a very strong man. Yeah. He was drawing a lot of fouls. He drew he was just just by posting up strong. Yeah. And then I think he got some fouls on their big man and then shot a lot of free throws and was able to just grab a lot of boards um, in that second half and kind of keep it going. Because in that first half, uh, Kyle went with Nick Richards for a good stretch, which was shocking. Right. Because <laughs> I don't care what Kyle says. And we see the post game all the time. He's like, if Nick just plays well. Then I'll keep him in the game. And then every box score you look at is seven minutes for Nick Richards. And he says Six something. points, three three rebounds. Yeah, yeah, you know, just almost a double-double in six minutes. But don't worry about it. He said something in the post-game like, what was it? Basically, Nick needs to like not make mistakes. He mentioned like a, a, a rebound assignment or like a foul. And that's... We see that happen all the time. Like right. Tyler, like no disrespect to Tyler Hero, but like Tyler Hero has the longest leash on the team and the ability to make so many mistakes right. Right. during the game. And then Nick Richards comes into the game and bobs when he should have weaved. Right. And like it's you over. barely have enough time to remark like Nick Richards has really big hands. <laughs> <laughs> like before you can even get out the Nick Richards large hands. You know who Same. else has Ron, r- large hands? Rajon Rondo and Nick sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, I just really hope Cal figures out what he's doing sure. with Nick before we get in tournament time. Like, I really want to see Nick being able to play a consistent 12 to 15 minutes. Because, honestly, once we get into the tournament, there's going to be so many back-to-back situations. There are going to be so many different 
opportunities for different types of teams that we're going to need a Nick Richards in at least two games. And he's going to have to play 12 to 15 minutes. And Kyle's going to have to leave him in the game. Right. And so I'm going to need him to take these last few weeks of the season to figure out deep within his soul what (laughs) irks him about Nick Richards making mistakes so that we can keep Nick in the game during tournament time. Well, and that's, yeah, and then, you know, if Nick doesn't get the highlights he needs this season, I mean, then we're going to be looking at, you know, I I think Nick Richards, if Nick Richards transfers, if we lose Nick Richards after the season. I don't think he'll transfer. I don't think he'll transfer. You don't think so? You don't Mm. So that so, but then we're gonna have another like quade situation where we've got EJ who is gonna be co- coming up, and you know a few other big guys. Well, we don't right now in the class. We have a point guard, we have a small forward, and we have another like wing. They got Dante Allen from Kentucky, mm-hmm. so we don't have any big men, and there are some bigs out there, but I think the most that Cal will bring in is one big. Yeah, possibly another in between type big that's maybe like six seven or six eight. Right. But I honestly think that the reason we need to get this right is because Nick, we're gonna need Nick next year. Yeah, and like he has to treat players better. Yeah, that are on that end of the bench. That I mean that that's almost a given in turnover with Cal. Like, and you do bring up a good point about him transferring. Is that always seems like. Either we get a jump to the league. And Nick's, I don't know if people don't know, he's going to be like 20. If he stays another year, he's going to be 23. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he's a, he's, he's a little bit older than uh, normal. So a lot of people are speculating about Nick just making the jump. But we need him next year. And that's like one of the things with turnover with Kyle. We never get continuity. We need, there's a group of like five to six UK players that we needed that yeah. left. Marcus Teague's one of those. Right. Um, I'm trying to think who else. We got Nick that needs to come back. Like we could think about like. I mean Marcus Lee. Marcus Lee, we needed him in that year. There's always every couple years there's a player that leaves. Isaac Humphreys, we needed him. Mm-hmm. Like that leaves before it's time, and I just hope that Cal works on figuring that out. For sure. But. Just to kind of top off the Tennessee uh, discussion, man, this the return of the stout defense. Oh, man. Everybody's getting blocks. Jamal Baker had a block <laughs> last e- like last night, which is just incredible. I don't remember that. Um, well, I, would, um, I need to see it. Well, we, we know... Oh. We know why you don't remember that. <laughs> so, how about Greg and I like to keep up like a, a, a text going with just some things oh, no. that we need to keep in there. See? <laughs> and see, see, you do this, and then you wonder why I say <laughs> things in harmony in the first five minutes. Go on. So we keep, go on. <laughs> so we keep a text going just to keep everything going. And when we go up 20, just Greg just completely drops off the face <laughs> of the map. And, like, Greg hit the streets of, of the mean streets of Lexington <laughs> and looking for a good time. And I don't know what was going on, but basically about 
see, about 15 minutes into the left with the second half, Greg checked out. <laughs> um, so, Greg, do you have anything to, to, to say for yourself? Uh, uh, party time. Excellent. <laughs> Did you meet any great people along the way uh, in your travels? Uh, I, I did run into some Tennessee fans. Um, oh, uh, did take uh, did take the I, you know I was very polite and cordial just like oh fortunate fortunate e- uh, evening tonight um, you know and and then just pointed out uh, this is what happens when you actually get to play a basketball team that is neither polite <laughs> nor cordial <laughs> sir we're gonna pay we're gonna pay deeply in karma. You need to apologize to BBN right now, <laughs> <laughs> because if we lose to if we lose to Missouri, oh. it is your fault. <laughs> yes, I will agree. If we lose to Missouri, that is one hundred percent my fault, and I uh, throw myself at the mercy. The other thing is, though, I mean, low key, I think Russell and I are both in agreement. We need to we need to we need to get drubbed in Knoxville. Uh, absolutely drubbed. I am of the firm belief that I do not want to see Tennessee in the SEC championship game, which right now is trending towards that being us uh, playing them. Because right now I think we're in the third seed. LSU has the tiebreaker with us right now. Um, But I just see LSU really going down the stretch and like really just like dropping something that they shouldn't drop. And they also have to play Tennessee. So I see two, at least two losses. For LSU, if not more. So I see Kentucky and Tennessee as the number one and the number two seed. So I do not want to see them on that that fateful Sunday, Selection <laughs> Sunday, up 2-0. Oh. I hope they destroy Kentucky in Knoxville. And that is a hot, hot take. I hope we get beat by 28. I do not want to get anywhere near a victory against Tennessee before that SEC championship game, man. So, where does this put us ranking-wise? So, after this, it usually takes AP poll. They usually release on Mondays, so we'll know a little bit more about where the Cats are placed there. I envision us being still in fifth, which is so dumb because we... I just don't like how there's like this systematic way to the rankings where... Duke will be the number one team just because Tennessee lost. And, well, Duke's the number one team. They're, they're going to yeah. win the championship. But you know what I mean. If Gonzaga was the number one team, and this is the problem, or the number two team, I mean, and Tennessee loses, then Gonzaga becomes the number one team. Right. And this brings me to the poll that I saw today that infuriated me to no end. The CBS... <laughs> Sports <laughs> sports news poll, whatever the case may be. But, like, who's the guy that wrote this, man? Like, because this is one of the reasons we got into the game. Because we got guys like Gary Parrish out here. Take a look at Gary Parrish. <laughs> I want anybody to tell me, like, what, like, how much, how much real life has Gary Parrish done to know about the Hoops <laughs> game, man, other than just get flown about to watch the game? Like, where is Gary's... We got to start pulling these guys' credentials, man. Right. <laughs> because Gary Parrish has Gonzaga as the number one team in the nation. Trash. That's, I mean, that's, 
how many years are we going to do this with Gonzaga? <laughs> right. Where we're just going to gas them up and then see them in the tournament and uh, see them eliminated by South Dakota State Lutheran. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Gonzaga is so susceptible to that mid-major L right. in the round of 32 because they are a mid-major. Right. <laughs> And they just sneakily throughout the years set up their schedule in a way that allows them to look the best going into the tournament, man. And I think, have they gotten to them? They may have gotten one Final Four out of this other than those Cinderella runs that they had, man. And it's just like, I'm tired of it. And then, you know, I will say after this game, I think, I think if we get, if we get Duke in the tournament, there there is there is a there is there is a a ray of hope a ray a, of a hope. ray of hope and that is Reed Travis and PJ Washington um just it's I want to standing believe. strong in the in the post against Zion I want to believe but then I know I just envision a PJ hook shot and Zion just <laughs> bouncing <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> just and, devouring And just, just grabbing it yeah, from the air. Yeah, just taking the ball into his soul. Yes. It just disappears forever. And it's just hard to see, man. Like, who's going to guard that guy? And just, it's, I mean, even though it, it, we're a different team, like, we still are going to have some of the problems that we had. Like, the same problems, which is, like, stopping R.J. Barrett on and. Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and Trey Jones on the drive. Like, all yeah. four of those guys. But they come in at two on this poll, we're and just, it's like, we I just mean, watched them come from yeah. 23 down, and that is a tale of two 20s. Yeah. <laughs> we got Tennessee comes back 13-point run. Guess what the Cats don't do? Fold up the tent. <laughs> Guess what them cars did? <laughs> oh, no. They packed up, man. It was... It was like a Wild West ghost town. I, that's the thing is I tuned into that game and I was like, somebody tonight has got to do something. have good good basketball. I really believe, wanted to believe and hope in my heart of heart of hearts that the the cards are going to pull that off. And yeah, I mean they're just uh, unfortunately I just don't know if there's another team in the country that's going to go up by twenty three with. Less than ten minutes left to go. I, I don't know, man. Duke was Duke just like locked into a different yeah. level there. I mean, well, they just showed up. They just yeah. all of a sudden just remembered. Oh wait, we're the greatest college basketball team of all time. Uh, I'm John. I'm hello. I'm Zion Williamson. I'm gonna uh, bank this shot off of the backboard <laughs> and uh, Brian McMahon's head and yeah. <laughs> uh, draw the foul. I'll see you at the free throw line. Yeah, man. I mean, they, those guys are just. It's just different, and we talk about that, man. I'm not going to be – I'm a homer, but I am not going to see through the blue-tinted glasses, <laughs> as they call them. Like, it's going to be a tough game. But I do believe that, like you said, there's a tiny ray of hope that if we play our best game on whatever given night, and I think this is our best game that we play, if we play that, we can beat them. So we'll – but I'm just hoping throughout the season that we position ourselves as far away from that bracket <laughs> as we can get. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: the the way we would, because the way we would beat Duke would be we play our best game, and then they also don't check for us. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is... I mean, I think that's like... I mean, that's the case. Like, Duke was only... Like, they were less than 10 points up on NC State at home on Saturday. Yeah, you know? like 20, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but for a while, I, I mean, they're just toying with them or something. Or they're not... Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is they believe their own hype a little bit. I mean, they've been beat... They're not undefeated, so... Um, you know, we're not going to have a, a no. you know, like a 20, no. 20, 2016 no. Cats. Mm-mm, 2015. 2015. No, don't you get that wrong. <laughs> it's disrespectful. 20. But one of the teams that I just want to talk about on this list, uh, the Cats, just real quick. I mean, it's not important because this list is, as you've, as you've seen by Gonzaga at the first, this list is not the best list. But the Cats come in at six, dropping one after beating the number one team in the nation, and this is why I hate polls. <laughs> but, and, and the other reason that's admitted why I hate polls in this poll is Virginia at three. Virginia's not allowed to be ranked in the top 25. <laughs> They're not allowed. I don't care what their record is. We need to come together as a college basketball community and take them out of the top 25 rankings. Right, after right. you get tw- not only beaten... But twenty piece chicken McNugget special, <laughs> two for five, two, two oh, ten no. piece for five. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> by the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Never again shall you break the top twenty five. Right. Yeah, you're done. You've been exposed. And yeah, I mean, like, okay, Virginia's in the ACC, but like, no, I will never believe. I'm where whoever they play in the first game in the bracket, I'm putting the other team. I don't care. I don't care at all, man. Uh, but an, another great, it's not a silver lining because we won, but another great wrinkle in the victory was the the two-time booing. Oh, yes, of Matt Bevin. Of Matt this Bevin. Is, so on Tuesday, I, I look up and Matt Bevin's on the Jumbotron handing a t-shirt to a to a child. <laughs> like the most well, innocuous. Like, some might even say positive action one can do and the stadium just like erupts in booze. And like even the even the good old cats fans right, of Rupp Arena. Yes, the good old cats fans of Rupp Arena have had enough. They haven't had enough. I'm sorry. Well, here, Don't boot no. <laughs> No. I think they've had enough. The problem is there's not going to be anybody that run like none of the people running against him are going to be inspiring enough to actually turn out a vote. And so that's basically Well, don't boo him. You don't get to boo cuz you're going to vote. No, I'm sorry. You you, know, you don't get to vote. And, no, and, they're going to vote for the boos are going to pull the lever for No, bad. they're not going to pull the lever at all. They're just going to stay home out of pure like despondency because the other choices <laughs> are like, you know, like uh, I'm Andy Bashir. Uh I'm suing Matt Bevin to find out uh, if his underpants is too tight. <laughs> no, um, I'm giving no. Andy Bashir gets Andy Bashir uh, gets the a fruit basket from me because Andy Bashir wrote the opinion that removed the Confederate monuments from downtown. Yeah, he gets I mean, he gets a fruit basket from me, but I do see where the entire field of the Democratic. Caucus does not elicit, and I don't expect him to even mention that, you know, and that's yeah. the frustrating part. It's like you think that would be something that you would mention, but it's we're in we're in good old bluegrass state, man. Right, that's the thing. But the thing is, is the man is deeply, deeply unpopular. 
uh, booed again. They showed apparently Dante Allen, uh, high ranked, high ranking uh, potential Kentucky recruit from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. No, uh, he signed. He signed. Oh, he signed. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Uh, and uh, so that's going to be a, a beautiful thing. Um, and then, and then they cut to Matt Bevin on the jumbotron, and again he's booed. <laughs> but you, I would not come to the next game. I'm just not right, going to come. Stay home. That's what I'm saying. I've like, never Matt been. Bevin, you are a Cards fan. <laughs> like go to Cards basketball games. He is not welcome to Cards basketball games anymore. <laughs> I don't know what trick I, they pulled, but Matt Bevin, have you heard about Morehead State? <laughs> Murray State, yeah, them EKU. Racers, them, them racers are looking for you, they, buddy. They are ready. They have a top three NBA draft pick. You can watch some good basketball. Head on down to Murray. Right, drive six hours both ways. That's nuts. How far that is. Um, <laughs> and please stay off of Twitter. Oh. Man, yeah. So just trying to. Move on from that. One of the things I really wanted to talk about, and we kind of talked about it uh, in the first app, is Jamal Baker, man, just being on the cusp of greatness and not being able to get over the hump. And I know you're an ardent Jamal Baker. I just supporter. want to believe so bad. Every time I see him, he'll just get these beautiful, wide-open looks for three and just brick it off the rim. He was 0-for-1 uh, against Tennessee. Yeah, but it was a great look. It, it it looks so good. It goes, it's like a rainbow three. It looks like a Steph Curry shot. Gets all the way to the rim. And then God just blows, just lightly blows on the ball just a little bit, and it knocks it. And uh, <laughs> knocks it, you know, uh, into the hands of Admiral Schofield every time. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, Glad to see him foul out, though, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was a great, yeah. That was and I really, he always looks like, he looks, he reminds me of the Harrison twins. He, I, I don't know if he wears contacts or not, but he's always squinting right. on the court. And, and like, my wife brought up a good point because he fell this game and he, he like, he, he hit his head on, like, his own teammate's elbow. Oh, yes. And he, like, went down. And one of the things I'm going to start doing on this podcast is breaking down my lip reads because that's what I do throughout the game is I read the lips of Cal, other coaches, and players and piece together a nice storyline for the right, game. Right. But he he just kind of mouths like, I, I had trouble seeing, but I'm okay. And I was like, that's that's not Okay. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's going to come back in. And then she reminds me that literally last year, the same thing happened. <laughs> and he went on to drop 20-plus on our head. Lord, so I was nervous there. Lord. but So I was so happy to see him foul out and plenty of time to not be effective for yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, I think, you know, that is one thing to take away from this week, you know, is um, – Nas Reed was not as effective as he could have been um, this year. I mean, you know, like, that's another thing. I mean, you know, I could see us figuring out a way to limit Zion, uh, but still not being able to do much about J.J. or Cam. Uh, R.J. R.J., yeah, R.J. and Cam. But um, Well, Cam's kind of the third wheel, but the, the whole thing hinges on Zion. If you can keep him to 10 to 12 – then you win the game, but like, right? 
he's going to probably jump over you at some point right. <laughs> as you try to stop him. That's the thing, yeah, is that he's just really just a... He's a big human who moves in a way like... He moves like a small human, and that <laughs> is clearly a person grown in a lab. I don't know. He is not to... grown in a lab. Okay. He is the second coming of LeBron. He is the new <laughs> LeBron. As we grow as a species, we evolve. <laughs> the, how old was he? How old was Zion when LeBron entered the league? Oh man, wow. Zion's eighteen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's if that's quick enough for for us to get an evolution of that magnitude <laughs> as we get a faster, stronger LeBron James in, in like twelve years' time. You know how you do get faster and stronger in twelve years' time? You're like Goku in the spaceship to Namek, where you're train you're just training. In the spaceship, in the in the in the hydro. So he was. So we're saying he took a trip around the moon. Yeah, like around. Zion went to space and okay. came back to save his friends and get the Dragon Balls and defeat Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh man! He's so, about to go Super no, Saiyan, and that's no, that's nobody's not. fault. No, he's not a Super Saiyan. Watch, watch Zion, watch Zion bleach his hair for the NCAA tournament, and then. No, he will not look like a Super Saiyan. He will look like Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. <laughs> Which would be even scarier. Yeah, that probably would I don't want to see Zion with the blonde. He's going for 35 on that. But before we get out of here, we just want to touch a little bit on Tuesday's game. Uh, we play the Missouri Tigers. And oh. do we play the Missouri Tigers here or there? We play, or we play, we play them there. Uh, yeah. If, Folks will remember from the uh, dark four-game losing streak of last year. Yesteryear. Um, that, um, yeah, uh, we lost there. and We lost big. Um, they were able to get into Kevin Knox's head in a big way. Um, I do not foresee the same level of, of difficulty. Um, they do have this annoying little little guard. Jordan uh, Geis is yeah. going for 50 against us. <laughs> Jordan Geis is their leading scorer, and he's averaging about 14 a game right now. Right. But he is the exact build of the the main bucket getter known prototype of Kentucky years. Right. He's 6'2", and 180 pounds. So we can guarantee the Jordan guy goes for 4,000. Right. Against us. Right. He's just going to. Yeah. He's just going to repeatedly just spray all up in Tyler's face. Um, Tyler's going to try to get some pokes. And he's going to just be completely out of position. Get uh, some out of position Ashton. Some blow bys. We're going right. to get the whole gambit, man. So but, I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm not particularly worried. Uh, I'm excited to get Auburn at home. Uh, also on Saturday, um, we can talk more about our predictions for just how sweaty Bruce Pearl's going to be. <laughs> and... Bruce Pearl the did the last Auburn game. He wasn't quite Sean Miller sweaty. Yeah. But he was pretty sweaty. Did you notice that he kept the sport coat on the whole game? That's a good that's a good choice though. That's, because... I don't think that's a choice. I think that's the University of Auburn's athletic department being like Bruce. No one needs to see this. Well, they should. Someone should have told Sean Miller that. <laughs> and I'm glad that they did tell Bruce that because nobody does want to see your body right. in an opaque fashion right. through a white starch shirt. Translucent. Is, yes. Just 
translucent right there. It looks as if you poured six gallons. <laughs> yeah, what's the over-under on the milliliters of sweat that Bruce Pearl will pour onto the floor? I think that a little piece of Bruce Pearl will forever be ingrained in the rubber in the floor yeah. after the sweat <laughs> permeates the wood. <laughs> it's so gross. But one thing I'm looking for, because I like, like you said, I'm not really looking at this game to be um, a game where Kentucky really struggles or it's any sure. type of definitive game for the season. But I'm just looking to see if we can keep up the effort um, and not treat this team like their record, which they're 12-12, they're 3-9 and 12, three and nine in the conference. So this, this is not a good basketball team, but I just want to see us play and improve upon some of the things that we're working on instead of playing down to the level of competition right. and end up in like maybe winning by 10 or 12, but yeah. we should be this team going away yeah, by about 20 points. I want to see some big Nick Richards <laughs> minutes, big Nick Richards minutes. Um, big Nick energy really. Um, <sighs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Needs to do that B and E. Yeah. So on that note, guys, <laughs> this has been the third episode of Two Grumpy Cats. We're gonna get up out of here, man. We'll holler at y'all later this week. <laughs>